Hello, and welcome to Shonen Trash, where we discuss a different anime each week and decide if it's worth your time so you don't have to. I'm your host, the sexiest little cat girl, Vincent Perez. <laughs> and I'm your sweet, sweet prince of Penalia, Lauren Rushell. Uh, Kevin won't be joining us this week because he got stuck in his guy Melif and uh, couldn't make it. He'll be back next week, promise. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, this has been a, it's been a, an okay week, I guess, right? We really haven't... Busy. Yeah, we've been busy. We've been working our asses off, both of us. Yeah. I mean, I've had to work at like 6 a.m. almost all week, and then you've been stuck at work super late most of the week. Yeah. It's not been that fun, but hopefully yeah. hopefully it'll calm down a little bit soon. Yeah, we had to watch like all of the episodes for this week's uh, anime yesterday, which is uh, Saturday. We're, we're recording on Sunday. Yesterday was Saturday. We watched all the anime on Saturday because we had no time during the week to really kind of binge on some uh, some animu. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's let's dive in head first. Um, we have some anime updates for the week. Um, Overlord, um, Overlord, if you haven't seen it, is uh, is kind of another one of those MMO animes that came out in the last couple years. But it was really good because it was atypical because it followed somebody who was essentially a villain, um, and the the protagonist was stuck in a villain's body and was trapped in the game and kind of had to live it out. Um, it's actually a really really fun series if you never checked it out. It's really funny and it's also kind of fucking crazy um and i would uh highly highly recommend it over uh garbage like sao thanks <laughs> oh it's gotta bring that up yeah so um in other news we have uh hozoki no reitetsu which is um it's a fun anime which kind of treats hell like an office job yeah it's it's fucking great it's uh it's been renewed for a second season it's gonna be coming out later this year in october um the series kind of flew under the radar for a lot of people but the first season was hilarious and i can't really wait for uh more demon hijinks oh never mind sorry <laughs> sorry guys i just thought i lost all my notes by accidentally <laughs> pressing something like that would have been that would have been uh, no good but no definitely definitely check it out if you haven't seen it um i the closest thing i could think of that's kind of like that would be uh gintama where there's a lot of like um jokes that are within like japanese um culture jokes and stuff so sometimes you guys sometimes you don't but it's all really funny so definitely check it out if you haven't and to uh to wrap up our anime news for the week um i picked i picked a couple like all of these these posts for the anime news i picked because uh, I'm leading the show this week. And uh, I felt this one was important when I saw it. Um, and this is Kotobukuya is offering Yuri on Ice character arm pillow cushion covers. Um, let me read the description just so you guys get a little bit better of a taste or better of an image of what I'm talking about. Kotobukuya will release three new dream cushion covers uh, featuring the <laughs> illustrations of the main characters from the Yuri on Ice anime franchise. Yuri Katsuki, Viktor Nikiforov, and Yuri Plisetsky using their arms as a pillow in June 2017. The illustrations are all newly drawn for this release and are imprinted on both sides of the covers. Um, the three L-shaped covers will be available exclusively at the company's official stores at the price of about 4,860 yen, so it's about 42 bucks US. Um, cushions not included. So essentially, uh, this is a... Where do you get a cushion that's shaped like that? I don't then? know. I'm sure they, they probably sell it. It's kind of the same thing where they sell like body pillows and you just buy the cover for yeah, it. Yeah, but body pillows are like... they're big long thing yeah like, but like you can buy same. you can buy an l cushion cover so like, this is like i don't want a u-shaped one i want an l-shaped well isn't l-shaped one so you can pretend that like yuri victor uh yuri is like your you're, boyfriend you're, lay, you're, laying, you're on laying on them it's kind of weird because like you're more like with them. you're like smushing their body because it's like unless i wonder how big it is how big is it these are I don't know. 750 millimeters by seven so like yeah that's no millimeters i don't know millimeters sorry we don't <laughs> We work on the fucking... We don't work on the empirical system, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or do we... Is it the empirical? I don't know. Metric. We don't do... We don't do metric. metric. We are on the empirical. Sorry, I'm an idiot because I'm in, <laughs> in America. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like, I just... One of these sexy, sexy pillows. Each of one got their little, like, their shirts are kind of bunched up so you can see a little bit of their abs and stuff. It's super hot. It's just slightly creepy. For I mean, a, I don't think it's Yerio. that. I don't think it's that creepy because, I, like, you know that people at like anime cons and like people who do fan service stuff, they'll draw like straight up naked versions of them with their dog. I know, hanging out and shit. but it's just like he's four. He's fourteen. No, he's yeah. 15. But then, like, look at all of the little anime girls that get drawn yeah. I got issues stuff. with that too. Jesus, can't wait to get one of them body pillows with a hole in it so I can uh, get it on with my waifu. No thanks. Ugh. I remember <laughs> this just brings me back because like there's the uh, there's that so there's the Sanic 
that Sanic body pillow that I wanted for a bit that you wouldn't yep. let me get. <laughs> we already have one. We don't need any more. And that one was gifted to us. Jesus. <laughs> All right. So, so that's, that's the news. Um, and then we can go right into talking about the anime from this week. So this week we are covering a very, very beloved and kind of like ancient almost. It's not ancient. I mean, well, it's let's old. see. What, 1996. So that's... That's when it came out. It came to the U.S. I this think is 20 years old. 2000. This is a 20-year-old anime. It came out in 1996, and this is a 2017. Really cool anime. Fucking hell, 20 years old. We're yeah. old as shit. <laughs> so we're covering Escaflone. Sorry, I didn't even like, bring up what, t- <laughs> what we're talking about. So we're covering Escaflone. This is one of those series that like is a huge kind of nostalgic series for a lot of people. It's one of like the the first kind of like big major anime that got people into like anime. It's like... It's kind of along the same vein of like, oh, it came along with like Gundam Wing and like... Yeah, but it was a little different because it was, it was played on, what was it played on? It was played on like when WB or whoever had those like shows on the weekend type of thing. Yeah. And so it, it like when Cardcaptor Sakura was out, that's okay. what it was the same type of vein and like how it was being played. So it wasn't like it was on Toonami or anything. So Didn't, didn't Escaflona end up on Toonami for a little bit? I... I don't think so. I feel like it might have. Maybe. It might have. I don't but know. But I remember because like not a lot of people had watched it. Like I learned about Escalfoni from my best friend and then just it evolved from there. But um, yeah, so it's kind of like not if you saw it, you saw it. And if you did, you didn't hear about it until you were a little older. Yeah. I um, feel like. This is a series that I've always had on my like my backlog of like older shows to check out that everyone's just like, oh, I love this series. You need to watch it. Blah, blah, blah. But like I... Have, have never seen anything for the series. Like, I've seen cosplays and stuff, but I've never actually, like... I didn't know anything about the plot. I knew nothing about the premise. I haven't had anything spoiled for me because, like, I've never even, like, looked into this series Which is good all. to do with always spoil shit for yourself. Yeah, so it's good because, like, <laughs> I actually got... This is, like, a new... This is kind of a new experience for me because I've never, I've never seen anything for this show before. So I knew nothing about it going in. It was, it was really cool because, like in this day and age where everything is fucking spoiled immediately after it comes out for most people, like, it was kind of nice to just, like, oh, this thing's been around for 20 years, and I still have managed to actually, like, get surprised by it, which is cool. Um, but yeah, no, so, uh, let's go into the, uh, the description. Also, to preface this whole thing, um, we're going to be trying out a new format in which, um, we're not gonna go through the whole hardcore synopsis stuff like we used to before. Um, we're kind of more, gonna more pick and, like, we're gonna cherry-pick moments of this series that we liked and discuss the series more as a whole based on the five episodes that we watched and uh, talk about it more in a thematic sense rather than going through the plot so that we don't spoil necessarily everything for you guys and you guys can still go into it fresh, um, kind of like we want you to. Yeah, because sometimes when we've done when we've done five episodes and if it's a somewhat fast-moving anime, there's definitely spoils that, spoilers that pop up sometimes and we'd rather have you guys kind of experience it for yourself than just like, oh, hey, now you know everything, now go see it. Yeah. So it's more so kind of like pros and cons of what we like and characters and all that fun stuff, more of a discussion. Um, I think it would also help us cut it down so that we don't always go about two hours. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, we had some really lengthy episodes and um, we're trying to hit a sweet spot so that um, it's a little bit more accessible for people because a lot of people don't have like two hours to devote to sit down and listen to a podcast, but like 45 to an hour would be okay. Yeah. Um, so the synopsis, I stole this from Anime News Network because it was the most concise and kind of good synopsis. Is that still around? Anime News Network, yeah. Like um, like American? Yeah. Oh. Um, they stopped doing the, the magazines a long time ago. Oh, they still have the website. I don't know if they have the magazines. No, they don't, because I, I was subscribed. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Got a big-time anime fan here. <laughs> so, uh, high school student Hitomi is transported from Earth to the magical world of Gaia, where she meets boy prince Van Fennell and is caught up in his quest to unite the countries of Gaia against the ominous Cybok Empire. On the way, she discovers a hidden ability and strives to unravel layers of mystery surrounding Van, his past, Von. Von, his past, and the giant machine known as Escaflone. I like this description because it spoils absolutely nothing, which is great. I'm so used to like reading a synopsis and then finding out a bunch of shit that I didn't need to know. I also think it's really funny that they call him like he's not a prince, he's a boy prince. He's a boy prince. I mean, he's a he's. They're both pretty young. He's probably he's what, like sixteen. He's a teenager. He's like sixteen. He's fifteen. He's I a, think he's fifteen. He's not an adult yet. He's not a fucking man. 
He's a boy prince. Who wants to be? Who's a what fifteen year old wants to be referred to as a boy? He's the great boy mayor of Finalia. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And vote, vote for Van. Monster Factory. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, some details about the show, just to kind of like give some more, um, kind of like history about this. It came out in 1996 in Japan. Uh, it came out stateside and was dubbed in 2000. Um, it probably came out before then. I have no idea, but like 2000 is like the official release on on of the dub stateside. Um, this is a huge nostalgia bomb for a lot of older anime fans. A lot of people are fans of this series. A lot of people have like, uh, like I found out a lot of people love this series and are huge fans of like specific characters, and I didn't even know because nobody really talks about this show anymore because it's so old. Yeah, um, but once you start bringing it up, people come out of the woodwork. Yeah, it's not, but it's like it's not one of those series like Gundam Wing or something that people just kind of like bring up all the time, or like yeah. G Gundam where me and Kevin like will like jizz about it all over the place. If you get the right people, they will. <laughs> but yeah, it's not. It's but I think that has to do with when it came out. Yeah, because it is it is a show that came out during a time where like what Gundam Wing and all the other stuff was coming out. But it, it's funny because like this is actually my. I'm pretty sure this is my first mech anime I've ever seen. Yeah. And the thing is, too, about this is that there's the TV series, and then there is the movie. And sometimes some people have only seen one or the other. Um, Where I actually started with the movie, because my best friend, as I said before, got me into this, and she had the movie. And then after that, I went and sought out um, the TV show, which I would technically recommend probably watching the anime first, because... A lot of old anime movies have the problem of doing the whole, oh, let's cram everything into a short timeline. So they condense the series into like an hour and a half. Yeah, and it it sometimes ruins it because like there's plot holes, there's character, there's not much character development and so on. Or then they combine like characters into one character to fill, fill gaps. Yeah, and so it's, it's different, but I think with like... That's what we're doing with you, where we're going through the series, and then you're going to watch the movie, where you'll have a little more idea of, like, certain characters, like, and, the depth of them. And know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Though, at the same time, the movie is, you got to kind of take it as a, a alternate universe version. Okay. Because it's kind of like a retelling. Because that's the other thing that's really interesting with Esclafone, is that there's two mangas out, there's the movie, and then there's a TV series. And even the mangas are different than the TV series and the movie and i know with those they want one was aimed at girls and one was aimed at boys so the storylines are kind of different i mean there's char- the same characters and like events but storylines are kind of like different than that which i don't know it's kind of weird how they decided to split all of it cuz you know how like uh, ava they did kind of did a retelling well, alternate like universe the, of the, the with you the cannot, movies. blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. like all of that stuff is technically a retelling of the of the show. So it's kind of similar to that in that vein. But they tweaked it in a different way. So um, I would definitely say watch this first. Okay, so um, another thing that someone brought up and a bunch of people have brought up every time, like when I, I made a status about this, and a lot of people mentioned on my status that oh my god, the soundtrack is so good. Yes, it's great. Um, <laughs> I will agree, it is fucking great. Um, I also found out that um, Yoko Kano actually did um, collaborated with another artist uh, named Hajime Mizoguchi, um, who is a traditional cellist. Yoko Kano, if you have, if you don't know who specifically that is, she is like super well Amazing. known for doing really really awesome music and really awesome OSTs for other animes. Um, some of you might know like Cowboy Bebop, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, Wolf's Rain, Kids on the Slope. Like she's an amazing and amazing composer, and a lot of the music that she does stands like heads heads above other other series like it's one of those things that um if you're a fan of that series or a specific series and you love the music um a lot of it had to do with with yoko kano like kind of like putting her own spin on things like kawa bebop the music in that series made the series that much more better and this music for Escaflone is great. I've only seen five episodes and I'm already just like, this music's fucking good. And that goes for the movie as well. Like, I think the movie is even better music-wise. Like, I'll, I'll try to find the soundtrack every once in a while and listen to it, but you can't really find it anywhere online. So I'm just kind of, like, picking songs here and there that I find. So um, I will say flat out, um, before we, like, dive in a little bit further, um, I would highly recommend the series. Uh, this is my first time watching it, and I'm five episodes deep, and in those first five episodes, so much happens, and it's so fucking cool. 
Um, especially if you're a fan of, like, traditional mech stuff. Like, this kind of takes mechs in a different direction, which I thought was really, really interesting. Um, it was kind of like, it treats mechs instead of being like, oh, we're just, like, big robots that you fly around and stuff. Like, this is more of, like, an oversized suit of armor. Like, yeah. there's no there's no HUD. There's no, like, cameras you can see on the outside and shit. Like, you're seeing out of, like, a helmet, but you're just controlling a big-ass robot. Um, and they're called, um, they're called, what is it? Gamelifs in this. And super, super fucking cool concept. I just, I love um, fantasy-based uh, manga and stuff. Like, I like things like Berserk. I like things like uh, Vinland Saga, which covers Vikings and stuff. And, like, the whole medieval aspect of things is a lot of fun to me. And the fact that they put mechs into this is crazy. It's kind of, like, steampunky, but... Yeah, it's a weird mix of, like, fantasy with technology that warrants, like, mech suits and yeah. shit. Uh, it's weird, because it, it's, like, steampunk, but not steampunk, because not everything is done by steam, but it's all, like, mechanical clockwork stuff as well. It's It's cool. It's different. And I think that's one of the other things that's really cool about this, is that... Like, so many mech animes is like, oh, just giant robot made of metal with stuff in it, and you go pilot it. Um, and this is something that was totally different than that, which is I thought was awesome, especially with it being my first introduction. I was just like, okay, cool. They're like giant suits of armor that you can, like, maneuver. But then you got into, like, Gundam Wing later, and I was just like, well, that's cool too. So it's like you kind of get a breath of fresh air when there's something a little different. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like a fresh take on it, even though this is like 20 years old. But probably at the time, it was, it was something that hasn't really been done before. And it, I, don't, I haven't really seen anything like this done since, where um, you're controlling a big suit of armor, and it's not just like, oh, it's a big robot, and you're, it's like you have a HUD and everything. It, this is, like, this is your, an extension of your body. It's kind of why I like G Gundam over all the other Gundams, is because the way that they treated the, the Gundams and G Gundam is it's an extension of your body. You're controlling it in your in your movements and you're not just kind of like turning levers and pushing levers forward to control it. Which I've always... I, I honestly think that's probably the coolest way to control a mech because like if I was to control a mech, I'd want to be doing like kung fu in it and like controlling it with my body's movements. Well, and this is that also speaks to kind of how... Especially for Esclafone itself... Um, it is tied body and soul to Vaughn. So the thing is, is with um, the Kings of Finalia, what they are is that they're a country of dragon slayers. So what you do to become king is that you go out and slay a dragon. And then you get the, I think it's called the Energist, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, you take the Energist from the dragon, you cut your finger, and you bond with it that way. And then it goes into this, um, it's like, Jello like <laughs> sticks it in to like the big, heart it's like of a big Escla jewel. Yeah, the heart of Esclafone, and you are bound body and soul. So, what happens to it will happen to you. Kind of, it's kind of Ava like in that sense. Yeah, it's kind of Ava like where it's like it's it's almost a living thing, but kind of not at the same time. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not his mom or anything, but like. <laughs> It doesn't have that kind of connection where it just gets weird. But, but it's still connected it's, to it's you. It's still kind of soul bound to you, which is really cool. Like with, it uses your your energy as well as like the energy of the energist that you get from the dragon, which the energist kind of looks like it's a big like unpolished glass ball that you pull out of a dragon after you kill it. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. <laughs> it was funny. I made the joke because like um, the whole first episode shows like Vaughn coming in and getting teleported to Earth with a dragon and then he fights the dragon with the help of Hitomi. Um, we'll go a bit more into the characters in a bit, but, like, I, it was funny, because, like, he kills the dragon, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I gotta get them sick carves, like, Monster Hunter, he's gonna <laughs> fucking make parts out of it, make armor out of it. And kind of. So, um... Do you wanna go over Let's, let's... Well, we don't really need to go over synopsis, but we can talk a little bit more about Hitomi. Um, Hitomi is the main character that we follow, um, she's, like, the, the kind of, like, main protagonist that we end up following, uh, from the start of the series, and she's just a regular high school girl who's on the track team, who, uh, whose friend, whose best friend is the manager of the track team, and her crush is on the boys' track team, and, um, it starts out, fun stuff. it starts out, um, <laughs> kind of like, Yuaksho will, like, well, you might be wondering what's going on now, but, like, here's me, and blah, 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 but, like, it shows her participating in a track meet, and all of a sudden, she sees a vision of, of Vaughn. And then passes out, and then she wakes up, and her crush is helping her, and then, like, later on, Vaughn gets teleported into 
Their world, yeah. Like, onto Earth in a beam of light, and she runs into him, and it's like her vision came true. Um, And we get a first taste of her kind of like, oh, this is... She can see things. Yeah, she's kind of like an oracle. Cause she has she, some She's abilities. known for doing um, uh, tarot card readings for her friends and stuff. So um, she's got those four, well, foresight. She has the sight. Well, she can, yeah, she can see what in the past and in the future. Yeah. Um, but she has no control over it whatsoever. It just no... happens sporadically. And then she always like faints immediately afterwards. Like she'll have a vision and then pass out. Yeah. Um, which, <laughs> I, which, which makes sense, I guess. But like, or it's, like it's like, it's like an overexertion of her, her, her like stamina. I will say it is a very like, me- like melodramatic <laughs> It's anime some, it's like tropey stuff and we watched it in english like i i've only ever seen it in english yeah we watched the dub it is it's very it's very old school and very typical and like silly drama and a lot of the voices are like this and blah blah blah, blah, blah. but like yeah. honestly but, i kind of like okay, so the whole thing with this is like it has a really strong 90s aesthetic where everything is like kind of dark um it, it's really gritty and everything has like a really kind of like um it's muted tones and it just has a really dark kind of like awesome fantasy feel. Um, it definitely has yeah. a kind of a, it shares the same kind of color palette like the Berserk anime does. A little lighter. It's a little bit lighter, a little bit more, the the characters themselves are drawn a little bit more like Bishonen, kind of pretty. Oh, uh, humans, yeah. Yeah, all the humans also. are kind of pretty and stuff. There's also some like, some, some, uh, some furries up in there. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. These people got some got some fur some fur stuff in there. Actually, I should look into that. I don't think I've ever actually looked into like the the races that like the animal races that are there, other than them being just like wolf people and cat people. They like they don't yeah. have a specific name. And the cat people are always really sexy. <laughs> got some My, got some sexy Meryl, animals up in this. Which. We'll probably talk about her in a moment as well. Yeah. So Hitomi, Hitomi's just like kind of typical high school girl. She has crushes on on one of the dudes from her track team. She tries to get a kiss from him. By, yeah. Uh, by proving be- she can run a hundred in like thirteen seconds. Yeah, because for the first time she does her own tarot card reading regarding her love for Amano, and um, she then she's also told that he's going to be going to America, which is so sudden and like random. I was just like, oh, okay, so we needed something to like send her to Gaia. So I guess this is it. Like, oh, Amano's leaving, going to America. So I have to try and kiss him before Let he leaves. Let me get a kiss. So, and I, that's also like speaking to her, her, uh, um, her necklace. I want to call it a pendulum because she uses it as a pendulum sometimes. But um, her necklace also has, like, some mystic, magical properties it as keeps, well. It keeps perfect time, and, like, each swing is a, exactly a second. second. Yeah. There's a, there's, a, there's a segment in the first episode where they're, they're, <laughs> they're showing the pendulum, and they're showing them both playing with it, and they're both counting out loud, like, huh, one. Two, and it goes on for three, far too long. <laughs> four, and it goes. They go to like sixteen, Seven. and I'm just like, wow, they're really good at counting. Good yeah. job, guys. It was awkward. <laughs> it was. It was really awkward. Um, but we get a taste of Hitomi. What's cool about Hitomi is she's, she's not really like atypical. She's she's kind of atypical. She's not really like standard feminine main character who's kind of useless and just kind of crushes on boys and I stuff. Mean, it's weird because she kind of use, she's useless, but at the same time she's not, and she's not like she's tropey, but she's not. There's there's parts of her like she's got multiple sides. Like she's quick to like anger. Like her and Vaughn butt heads a lot because he's really dismissive of her, and he goes like, "Oh, girl," and she's just like, "What?" So she's got she's like quick to anger. She's shy. She she's got different. She's more than one dimensional, I guess. Which is kind of nice because there's so many characters that are just like, oh, okay, the same thing over and over again. Nothing all that interesting. So she's, that's one thing I really like about her. She's definitely a lot more interesting than I, I immediately gave her credit for because I, I saw her and I was just like, okay, cool. Some typical like 90s anime useless girl heroine bullshit. And she's actually kind of badass and she actually proves herself to be a little bit more um, aggressive and a little bit more of like wanting to help the other characters um, she's definitely one who puts more of a focus on helping others than kind of like taking care of herself because she puts herself in danger a couple times oh, trying yeah. to save people. Yeah, she's just like, oh, 
I need to go do this because so-and-so is going to probably die. And then she just does it. Yeah. Like, her visions have saved people many, many times so far. We're only five episodes in. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Vaughn's actually, like, pretty dependent on them. Yeah. Whether he knows that or not. Yeah. So, so uh, I guess we can talk about Vaughn a little bit now. Um, Vaughn is the also is the other main character. Um, he's moody. He is moody. He's a little. He has a little black emo swoop. Um, he is the prince of a land called Finalia, and he runs into Hitomi after getting teleported to Earth uh, with a dragon in the midst of him having to slay a dragon. Um, as Lauren said before, uh, Finalia is a land of dragon slayers. And to become king, you have to go out and you have to slay a dragon and come back with the Energist so that you can inherit Escaflone, which is the uh, the kind of like Gaimelif of Finalia. Yeah, it's special. It's, it's the, not it's, it's not special. stereotypical. It's not the same. Yeah, it's a it's a different special magic one. It's also referred to as the dragon by the um the emperor. Uh, Zai, yeah, the Zaibak Empire. So um so Von Von is actually um pretty standard um he's really young and hard-headed and stubborn and he's kind of typical like tra- like semi-tragic character because like oh he's pretty much an orphan like his parents aren't around um and he's very stubborn and bullheaded yeah he kind of reminds me of um yusuke Urameshi a little bit where he's kind of he's quick to anger and he's quick to kind of like try and fight people which yeah. always doesn't always work out for him um but it seems like um as as far as i've seen so far he he learns very quickly and he kind of is taking what people say to him um to heart in regards to like oh i kind of need to watch out and take better care of myself and not just rush in yeah via alan which is another person we'll talk about um but yeah he i like him i'm a sucker for characters like him anyways so <laughs> he's he's kind of a butt but i i like him because he's a lot he's a lot sweeter than you initially give him credit for especially when it comes to merle who is this cat girl who is in love with him yeah and she's just uh, she's annoying as shit yeah um so so von there's a moment in i think it was like episode four or five when he is he makes a medicine like a salve to put on Merle and uh, Hitomi. When the, which I was like, when the hell did that happen? Yeah, but like, <laughs> she got hurt and he actually like goes out of his way to kind of like, you know, here's a, here's a, a salve and I want to make sure that you're like, you're okay. And it's kind of a sweet moment between him and Hitomi because it's not, he hasn't really necessarily shown that he kind of cares about her. Um, well, and they also don't really know each other that well yeah, either. But like, it's kind of nice to see him going about it and being like hey i'm just trying to help you out too yeah um so it shows you a little sweet sweet boy a little sweet boy <laughs> they're gonna i totally ship uh hitomi and Vaughn because that's just kind of probably what's gonna happen yeah it's like the i i when we were at my storage unit uh, two weekends ago because i was a huge esclafone fan in middle school i found a whole notebook dedicated to esclafone fan fiction so i guess i would tell you how much i like shipped Vaughn and hitomi oh you're so. total you're a turtle total weeb yeah i was just like don't look at this we're closing it i want to read it. it somewhere please you no. should bring it home so i can read it I, no after we gonna... watch the series i want to read it no and one see is what's going it. to read that but me and then it's probably going in the trash <laughs> gonna burn it so that's how big of a fan i was of that ship so so we can go into more of the side characters now um there's a little cat girl named merle merle is the only character that i've seen from uh, Escaflone prior to watching this show. Yeah, everyone um, and their mom cosplayed her a lot back of people, in the day. A lot of people have cosplayed her. I've seen cosplays of her before. I've always known that she was from Escaflone, but I had no idea like what she was as a character. And what she is as a character is annoying as shit. Um, I, I really, she gets really... Better. I hope she gets better, but I really, really dislike her. She's annoying. All she does is like whine that she misses Prince Vaughn. Oh my god, I love Vaughn so much. And gets in arguments over Hitomi because she's like super protective of Vaughn. I have to say though, that was one of like... There's a part, or it was right before Vaughn went and got them, I think it was before, Vaughn got the ointment. Yeah. And it was so fucking funny because Merle's all pissed off that she finds out that she's laying on a bench and Hitomi's in a bed and they are just like having these inner monologues of each other and how much they're just like just talking shit about each other. Man, fuck that much. bitch. I fucking hate her. She's a bitch. Fuck you. Blah blah blah. And well, she's just like, like she's looking at me. Oh my gosh, she looks like she's gonna attack. And then all of a sudden, Merle like hisses at her. I mean, Merle gets really <laughs> catty. No pun intended. But like she's just like, 
I, and like when we're first introduced to her character and we first get like a good meeting of her, she's she goes, she's like, she is like antagonizing Hitomi and then just starts rummaging through all of her oh, shit. Yeah. Like, she's oh, what's like, this? Oh, it's all this garbage. Just like ripping her bags apart and like digging through it. And then she snatches her necklace from her and runs off like a little brat. And so I was just like, oh, I immediately don't like this character. She's annoying as shit. She gets, she gets better. I hope she gets better because she's fucking, she's a butthead and I don't like her. <laughs> So five episodes in, I don't like her, she's a butt, whatever. Um, <laughs> moving on to the next kind of semi-important side character, we have Alan. Uh, Alan is a fucking babe. He's cool as shit, and he's like kind of, he's kind of stereotypical, uh, like, 90s anime hero. He has like that- Long, luscious locks. He has like that, that fucking Sephiroth haircut, yep. where it's just like, foop, he has the big two, like, M, the big M bangs on his forehead, and his hair is really long, and he is, he's a gentle sir. Down to the the purest form. Yeah, and Hitomi instantly is smitten with him because he looks like a mono. Which is uh, her little crush from the boys' track team. Yeah. Um, but I remember there's a moment where she's like, "Am I so fickle?" Because she's falling in love with Alan, and she's quick to fall in love. She just she just got like kind of like separated from a mono, and then oh, Alan saved me. He's so dreamy. <laughs> um, but he's cool. Um, he actually has um some kind of ties to Vaughn, which Vaughn finds out. Um. Alan was trained by the same uh, samurai, as they're called, uh, as Vaughn was, who I was super bummed because he's, uh, what's his name? I'm looking it up. because It's Volgus? It's Volgus. So, he's so fucking cool. So Volgus is part of the Finalia family. He's one of the, like, the guardian samurai of the, of the, that state, I guess. And he ends up, <laughs> spoiler, he fucking dies in the first episode. And I was super bummed because he was such a cool character. Um, I was hoping that he would last at least a couple episodes because he came in and he's like, he's like Vaughn's father figure. He's training him with swords and stuff, saying that he's not aggressive enough in his charge and blah, 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 blah. And he he's saves, all scarred up. He's, he's all got, scarred like, up. He's all fucking huge. He's like eight feet tall and he wields a massive sword and he actually fights uh, a bunch of like the guy Malifs later, like in the first episode with his fucking sword. He's not in another guy Malif. He's not fighting in another mech. He's fighting mechs by himself. And cutting yeah. off arms and shit. He's it's a insane. badass. <laughs> and I was super bummed that he died. Um, but uh, Valgus is the one who trained uh, Alan and also trained Vaughn. And uh, Alan actually makes mention of this. And Vaughn is very caught, caught off guard by the fact that, oh, you trained with him too and blah, 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 blah. Um, oh, actually, when everyone comes to uh, Alan's castle, um, we also meet Delandau. Because Delandau, who is a piece of shit... Um, <laughs> oh, we gotta finish talking about Alan first. No, I'm saying that it ties in. Well, it'll tie in, but we can we can discuss the Landau because okay. I have a whole little bit for him. Okay. <laughs> but um, Alan, Alan is very, very like he's very regal and kind of like very much in charge, and he wants to make sure that everybody is safe. And but he's what, like, but what's cool too is that his team is kind of like a ragtag, uh, right? Ragtag. Yeah. Yeah, ragtag team, like. Um, initially when they come there, like, Hitomi wakes up and is all startled because there's all these, like, rough-looking dudes around her, and Alan's face is, like, the only angelic thing around, but everyone on the team is, like, really cool and supportive of Alan, like, it kind of reminds me. blindly. It reminds me of, like, the, the Band of the Hawk, and, like, yeah. Alan would be, like, Griffith, except if it, Griffith wasn't a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Um, but, like, they're all kind of like a ragtag group, but they all have, like, their own abilities, and they're all really strong on their own, um, and they, they show that, um in a couple battles that they fight and Alan's team is fucking cool. They're all really strong and they all like do a good job of like making sure that everybody's safe and everybody is like making like sure that every man is like taken care of. Yeah. Which is great. Um, so we can talk about uh, like the main antagonist now, his name is Delandau and yeah. he's the, he's one of the generals from the Zybok empire, right? Yeah. He's like a 14 year old asshole. He's a fucking piece of shit and he has a, mo he's, he's, He's a sadist, and he's a little weenie, and he a just... A pyro, a pyro... He's like a... a whatever. Pyrophilic. <laughs> I don't fucking, remember what the word is. I don't know what the word is, but he, he gets <laughs> off to, like, burning stuff down and, like, hurting people and stuff, and his voice is like this, and blah, blah, blah. He, he sounds almost like Mandark, and that makes me hate him that oh, much he more. He's a fucking little weenie, and he's always just like, yeah, let's kill everybody. Everybody fucking sucks, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you crossed me, so now I'm gonna kill you and yeah, make sure there's he, no witnesses. He kills indiscriminately, too. Like, he'll kill someone from his own team if they piss him off. Yeah, just because, like, he's a fucking brat, and he's he's one of those, like, bad guys that has, like, never been fucking... He, Put he's in one his of those, place. He's one of those kids that never got the shit kicked out of him and thinks they're hot, they're hot garbage. So it's just like, 
Okay, well... Um, well, and the only person who we also meet is uh, that can kind of put him in his place is Falcon. Um, who is, like, his advisor. Um, kind we'll, of. We'll, he's hi- he's higher ranked than We'll Delandau. We'll learn more about... We'll talk more about Falcon in a sec, but, like, Delandau, he has a cool outfit. He's a little, like, silver-haired, kind of red-eyed boy. He's 14. He's headstrong. He's also a fucking butthead. Yeah, he's 40 or 50. He's, like, remember. 40 or 50. He's really young. You can tell he's really young in the way that he conducts voice. himself. Yeah. And his voice, his, which is annoying as hell, and he talks like this, and it's up here in this register, and it's just annoying. Um, well, but, like, he comes to Alan, says, like, oh, give us this shit because we're going to be camped out hey, here for we need a moment. A, we need some food and water, and you're going to give it to us, and then or talks uh, we're going to have a problem. massive shit about Finalia while Vaughn is sitting right there, and Vaughn's, like two seconds from charging him and trying to stab him. Yeah. But it's just, it's weird because, um, if I remember right, um, they're actually, that country is, like, allies with the Zybok yeah. Empire. So, so Alan, that's why Alan is, 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 like, giving him, not rations, supplies. but supplies. Yeah. But then, for what I, I can't remember why specifically, but then all of a sudden he, like, accidentally pisses off Delandau, and Delandau's like, well, he, fuck you, I'm gonna burn your off, shit to the ground now. He pisses off Delandau because Delandau's trying to make moves on Hitomi, and he, uh, Oh, yeah, that's and right. And Ellen, like, kisses her on the cheek and puts his arm around her. He's like, her. where are you from? Because I've never seen clothes like that. And Hitomi's just like, oh, shit, what? And Delandau's <laughs> like, you'll, you'll rue the day you made a fool of me, and yeah. blah, 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 and he runs off. Wait till my father hears about this. <laughs> Really. He's totally fucking. He's he reminds me a lot of Malfoy, which I yeah. love Malfoy because Malfoy's a weenie, but Delandau's a fucking weenie, and he's such a butthead. Um, I can see why people do like him because he's he seems like a fucking idiot, but uh, there's more to his story than, than I, you'd think. I mean, like I'm only five episodes deep, and I've only seen like his little whiny brat side so far. So um, to talk more about the bad guys, there's a uh, Falcon who is the advisor of Delandau, and spoilers. Falcon is fucking Prince Vaughn's brother yep. who they thought Vaughn died. thought had died trying to slay a dragon. Uh, we find out that he kind of just lost an arm. And uh, that's that. And now he has a robot arm. Yeah. That's all we know so far. Um, and he wants Vaughn to join him in the Zybok Empire to bring back uh, Atlantis. Yeah. Which um, we haven't really seen a whole lot of details on Atlantis. Um, I or heard what it, it was. I geeked out when I heard Atlantis. So I'm just like, oh shit, is this like actual Atlantis? Lauren clarified things for me a bit more, which is kind of like spoiler territory because it's not really talked about yet. Yeah. But it is that Atlantis, and there's also a lot more to it, um, which I'm actually really excited to continue with the series because I want to see where this goes. Yeah. Um, I'm only five episodes deep, and I'm like. Like, kind of chomping at the bit to learn more. 21 more? Yeah, 21 more episodes. There's 26 (laughs) episodes. Um, And they go by fast. Yeah, they go by fast. So, like, I would say that that's a good summation of, like, the the current cast that we're familiar with. Mm -hmm. Um, The only other, I guess, character that we can talk about is Escaflone as as itself. Yeah. So, Escaflone is, like, the um, Fennel's uh, suit of armor that's passed on to the kings. And it... Can transform into a fucking dragon and oh, yeah, we fly, find that out. which is super cool. We just saw that in like the fifth episode, um, and it is it. It's a special mech in which it's soul bonded to the people of Fenelia, like the the royal family. Um, we we know that it's tied to the the blood of the family because um, as we said Von, before, Von can access it, and then we also see Falcon kind of oh, open yeah. it up too, which. Um, that's before we find out that that's Van, Vaughn's brother. So after he opens it, we're like, wait a second, that doesn't seem right. Um. I knew right, I knew everything already, so I was just like, yeah. okay, just gotta keep um, quiet, so. Also, Delandau tries to open it, and then it kind of, like, repels him and, yeah. like, blows up. So we kind of know that it, it's only people of the family that are allowed to open it. Um, and Escaflone looks cool. It looks like a fucking, like, badass suit of armor. It kind of reminds me of, um, of Reinhardt. Yeah, it kind of yeah, it's kind of like that. Especially it it's like got Reinhardt from Overwatch. Everything kind of has a bit of a, a, a medieval flair, I guess you could say to it, like pseudo armor flair. Yeah, it's it's really cool because like I like I like the overall aesthetic of things because it it looks medieval, but it looks a little bit more advanced. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit more decorative, and things just look really fucking cool. And the sequence every time he gets in is kind of cool because it's like clockwork stuff. Like all these things start rotating. Yeah, and it looks kind of steampunky, like, which is really cool. It's a lot of like <laughs> clockwork gears and like mechanical yeah. parts. Um, it's not just like oh magic that's making everything work. It's like it's a machine. It's a full on like clockwork machine that makes this happen. Um, like 
the guy Melvis in, in, in like, total, are, are, they're all really cool. It's probably, like, the, the some of the cooler mech designs that I've seen. Yeah, like, the Zybok Empire has ones that are, are, I guess, considered advanced because they can fly, we find out, they can, and they, they can, can fly, cloak. They have cloaking abilities, and they also have these weird kind of, like, knife spear things. Like and they look like, pa- like, like ribbon or paper, and then they, like, form as... As a sword, some or type of organic. Yeah, it's thing. it's cool because like when you see them first, uh, the Gamelos from uh, from the Zybok Empire, they have cloaking abilities, so people they sneak in and then they just start murdering people. And I didn't realize that this series was that kind of like oh yeah, it's violent. The graphic. Well, that's it's the, pretty graphic. That's the other thing. Like very first episode, um, I think first or second, when Vaughn is fighting the dragon in, on Earth, which also Earth is considered. Um, the Mystic Moon at Ga- uh, to the people in Gaia. But Vaughn's there, and the dragon hits him with his tail, and he instantly, like, throws up all this fucking blood, and Vince is just like, oh, like, what? <laughs> so it caught me off guard, because, like, I- I'm used to, like, bloody series. I didn't expect this to be a bloody series. It looked like it was too frilly. All the characters are too pretty for it to be bloody. And then Vaughn gets hit by the dragon's tail, and obviously there's some, like, internal damage, because he coughs up what looks like... Maybe pile? a good pint of blood. <laughs> He's going black, and it's just a huge fucking pile of blood out of his mouth. And I was like, "Fuck, that was pretty shitty." Yeah. Um, and then we see people like impaled in like their their Gymelis later by like the Zybok Empire's Gymelis, and like they have these little like spear finger knife things that shoot out and like fucking rip everything apart. That's actually one of the reasons I think that it was pulled from whatever channel it was being aired on back in the day because it was unexpectedly it was, more violent it was than too, they, they yeah, expected. Yeah, I think it was too violent, and I. If I'm trying to remember right, I think there was some sexual undertones or something. I don't remember, but they pulled it um, because of that, I think, at some point. So, um, which makes total sense. I mean, if you have 12-year-olds or younger than 12-year-olds watching it, it is fairly violent. And the movie is even more so. I mean, when you're in America and cartoons are for, for kids, adults don't watch cartoons, so it can't be bloody and violent and have mature thematic elements. Wrong. <laughs> Um, so far, the themes of this series, I'm really, really enjoying. Um, it's, it's like an atypical medieval themed kind of series where it's like, yeah, it's kind of a revenge story. Cause like Vaughn gets kind of like expelled from his country and like his country gets burned down or like his state gets burned down. He has to, he has to fight the Zybok empire. To, that's like, why he initially flees. Yeah. That he initially flees with Escaflone. That's like at the end of the first episode, like it ramps up really, really fast. No, this is the second episode. Yeah. Second episode ramps up really quick. Two episodes in, his fucking country gets burned down, and he has to leave. Like, it's well, serious he, business he, real he fast. Me, I think it's him and Hitomi, and all of a sudden they get beamed up by light again. Yeah. Because that, that also happens, I guess, fairly often. Like, And it has to, it stems from Hitomi in it some way. From, it's probably, like, her and, like, in a moment of panic or her, like, out of, like, survival, she kind of summons this power to teleport them out of danger. Which is what it seems like so far. I don't know if there's any more depth to it yet, but um, that's kind of what I'm getting from it so far. I can't say anything. <laughs> so it's cool. There's a lot more to the story that I want to know about. There's a lot more to every, all of the characters. Um, we haven't really touched upon like any of like the characters' past besides like a little bit of Vaughn and a little bit of Alan. Um, Alan has a sister that went that, missing. That went missing, and then his mom passed, and we find that his mom passed in the last episode, and immediately after they said that i was like his sister's still alive and we're gonna see her later in the series and i know it it's gonna happen lauren hasn't spoiled anything for me but i'm pretty I damn won't. sure it's gonna happen just don't look up spoilers for yourself and ruin i things. don't want to spoil it because i'm actually really invested in this series um but i would definitely 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 check this out um it's very 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 good the animation is fucking top notch for um, for the time, for like the time, it's it's even, dated, but it's still especially if you can find it on Blu-ray or whatever. Oh, I'm sure Because I think I think gorgeous. Funimation took it and like revamped it. Um, it's still clean. It's still like it's not. It's very clean. It, it's very well animated. The way that the characters' looks are very stereotypical, though you might hate their fucking noses because I know I do and most people do. <laughs> their noses are extreme. So if like you can get past that. Pointed noses. <laughs> If you can get past that, everything else is great. <laughs> so I, I just, I love the 90s aesthetic of anime. Like, I like how Gundam Wing looks. I love how G Gundam looks. Uh, Escaflone fits right in with that. Um, it looks, it definitely looks from it, from the time period, and it doesn't look like anything that's out now. But the animation it's is gorgeous. Fluid. It's still very fluid. Everything is really well drawn. Um, it's 
it's it's a really dark series so far and like there's a lot more to the story which i'm really enjoying and it's not it's not overly tropey which is something that i i didn't really expect first off i was just like i came into it thinking like oh it's gonna be another stereotypical mech anime um but with like a fantasy twist but like it doesn't it doesn't follow the the normal tropes that like a revenge plot would there's a little bit more to the story that i'm really enjoying and it has a little more depth yeah and you get to learn about each character kind of plus the characters are really cool and they're all they're all fairly likable besides merle um (laughs) And I'm I want to see more of the background as to like what's happening like oh but there's a there's a plot now with Vaughn and his brother and his brother ran off and blah 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 so we kind of have to see where that's going. Um, I know Lauren loves the series. I know a lot of people love this series. I am already in love with this series. I want to keep it going. I want to finish it. I'll probably talk about it later. Maybe we'll bring it up in like a later episode when I when I finish it and be like oh my god it was so good. But um. <laughs> It's great. You may hate the ending. Just highly <laughs> recommend it. Um, Lauren, what's your? What's I mean, your I automatically like recommend it. It's it's nostalgic for me. It's actually really nice rewatching it. Like kind of like when we did Yu Yu Hakusho. Like older anime when you don't touch it for a long time and then coming back to it, it's kind of nice and a refresher. So I mean, especially when you when you watch something when you're young, when you're like 12, 13, 14 years old. And you, you're really, really heavily invested in it. It has an impact on you. It has an impact on it. And, like, it's a series that, like, especially if you, like, if you grew up watching, like, Dragon Ball Z or Evangelion or Gundam Wing or something similar to that, like, that's a that's a series that you care. and hold, captors. You hold that's it deep one. in your heart and you carry it as an anime fan until you, as you get older. And if you haven't watched it in a while and you haven't, like, gone back and, like, looked at it again, it's kind of nice to see it with fresh eyes. It's kind of one of those things of, like, Oh, okay, well, I fell in love with this series when it first came out, and then I haven't seen it since then, or I've only seen it, like, oh, a couple times since then, and it's not something that I've seen in forever. And you kind of go back, and you're like, well, this is still this still holds up, or like, yeah, oh, see, this is completely different from what I remember. That's what I was worried about, because I was just like, oh my god, I can't remember, like, how sketchy the anime, or, like, the animation was or anything, so I wonder what it is now, if it's going to be, like, unbearable. But it was totally fine, though the dialogue and... Some of the themes of like love and stuff right off the bat, you're like, oh my god, I roll. I but feel like it's still enjoyable. <laughs> we had the option to watch it in Japanese, and Lauren said that she's never seen it in Japanese, and I was just like, I want to see it with the dub, like everybody else has seen it first. I can always rewatch it with the with the regular uh, Japanese voices and subtitles afterwards, but I really wanted to see, because like everyone who's seen it ha- saw the dub first. Yeah. So I wanted to be, I wanted to go along those lines. Kind of like the same with Cowboy Bebop. Like, people take Cowboy Bebop and they know that series because of the dub most of the time. Yeah, and it's not like the the, the voice actors, like, some of them are better than others. Yeah, some so, of them are better than others, but, like, it's, it's some of it also follows, like, that 90s. It's not unbearable. That 90s tropey kind of, like, yeah. where everything was kind of, like, overly dramatic and stuff. I really like the series. It's great. Uh, I want to finish it. I'm going to finish it. Um, that'll probably be my goal for the next couple weeks to kind of burn through it. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Escaflone. Check we, it out. Uh, check it out. If Good. you can, you'll pro- you probably have to download it or get it off, get it on Blu-ray. I'm not sure if it's on Funimation, but... Uh, Funimation actually did a Kickstarter for it at one point for a box set of it, which okay. I know, like, some of our friends did, which I didn't know about and I wish I had. Um, but, um... Yeah, other I I think it's either you're gonna have to buy it or try to download it or something since it's not it's one of those older ones that aren't as accessible. Yeah. So, but if you can check it out. Yeah, check it out. Okay, so let's move on to uh, one of our favorite portions of the podcast. <laughs> we have listener questions. We have a, a couple handfuls uh, this week. Uh, I got to pick them this week. Uh, usually Kevin's the one who does it and, uh, he gets to surprise us. So I get to surprise Lauren with these. <gasps> so, uh, our first question is from at Concran. Uh, Hey Concran, how you doing? Hello. Uh, what is your favorite color and animal? Not anime related, but this is always Ooh. fun. Favorite color and animal. My, I don't know, my favorite color always changes. So it's my favorite animal. So I'm boring and I like monochromatic shit. So I like, was going to say black. My favorite color is probably gray. <laughs> I don't think black for me. Well, uh, I keep switching. I go through phases. Like, for a while, I was really into teal. And I'm still kind of into, like, teal, aqua, whatever color. But I also, like, have started getting into purple lately. Purple? So, I don't know. Like, like muted, uh, muted, not muted. What's the color? Or not, what is it called? You're a designer. You should be good with color. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, um, like, mauve colors and stuff. Mauve? But mauve. Whatever. <sighs> 
Um, an favorite animal? animal? Bats. I fucking love bats. Lauren loves fruit bats. So like I, I like fruit bats. If I could like run off to Australia and just work at, or I guess volunteer at a bat sanctuary, I would because they're adorable, but they can give you Ebola. And rabies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite animal is uh, I like turtles and tortoises. Um, I always like I've always liked turtles and tortoises. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, tigers used to be. My I favorite. still I still want to have a tortoise at some point in my life, but it is it is definitely an investment when you buy one of those because it's they live forever. forever. I had a neighbor who had one, and they would they they had a fenced in yard, and they would just let them let her out in the backyard. Oh, she just so mosey around, and that's you can it. Feed them, you can feed them fruit and vegetables, and they can just walk around in the apartment and hang out. They need a space for outside, though. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, there's that one answered. Um, <laughs> we have another question from our boy, Bryant, co- at Coffee Condor. What's up? Thanks. Uh, what is your favorite anime guilty pleasure? So, what does that entail? Uh, well, like, what's your favorite guilty pleasure? What's an anime that probably you would be ashamed to, to admit that you like? Which, for me... Oh, my, God, off the top of my head, I don't my know. My favorite guilty pleasure, which Lauren is well aware of, is Prison School. It's a series... That's, that's not a guilty pre- that's, pleasure. That's just a pleasure. That's a guilty pleasure. Not it's really. definitely a series that you can't really like... You can't really talk about it in regular conversation with people. because they're gonna I be mean, like, with people who are also into it, yes. Yeah, but like if you're talking about with like regular-ass people, they're going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's a series about boys who get locked in, a, in an all-girls school prison and all of the hijinks that ensue. The, like, as Lauren... Me and Lauren were actually having a discussion about this earlier where Lauren is telling me that there is no substance... There isn't. Which pure etchy. I retorted with, but boobies. And butts. And butts and asses. I mean, that's not substance. That's substance. That's porn without plot type of shit. That's not. It's not porn. There's no penetration. (laughs) Etchy without plot, which is most etchy. I mean, there is some water (laughs) sports, but that's besides the point. Ah, it's disgusting. (laughs) I love. Sorry, anyone who has that kink, but I love. uh, I love prison school. Hannah's best girl. No, she's not. She's trash. She's the worst. Hannah's best girl. She's the worst. So what is your... My guilt... What's your guilty pleasure? What's... Uh, I don't have anything out the top Lauren of doesn't really resort to, like, getting into, I guess, well, what why you would call trash be... series. I guess it's because I... I mean, you did, like, you did have some boy love fucking shit. That was, like, your... That's, like, your... Not your, anime. Your, your horrible weeb past. My horrible weep. Your horrible weep past. You said I have Fujoshi tendencies. I always yeah. have. I just comes and goes as it pleases. It doesn't mean it that comes I, and goes I, as I'm it not, pleases. not as bad as it, rears, like it just rears its ugly head it once does. in a while. It does. I'm just like, oh. I get, well, 19 Days isn't a guilty pleasure because I just think those, I like that series because it's funny. Um, I don't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I'm trying to think of something that's like super trash and. You don't really, you don't really go about watching a bunch of trash. I'm also really picky because there's so much garbage anime out now. Oh, God, there's so much garbage. That I guess I could say that. Like, is it I sort sem- out online. Is that your guilty pleasure? Oh no, no, it is not. <laughs> um, I mean, I could say Keijo was slightly just because it was entertaining, but I would never go back and wa- like go back to watch it. Yeah. Take my time to do it. So sorry, guys. Not always that quick on my view with coming with shit off the top of my head. Okay, continuing continuing the trend of uh, oh, somewhat God. guilty pleasures. This is from Rachel, our friend Rachel, our good friend Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Uh, what's your favorite slash what's the best unnecessary etchy slash fan service scene? All of K. Joe. I mean, I, mean, I don't. I don't think that's my favorite, okay. but I think it's funny. The first thing that comes to mind for me, which is probably like the first thing that comes to mind with any kind of like, oh, this is an etchy slash fan service slash gross gross scene. Is the fucking wank scene from Evangelion? Oh, oh, that—that's your favorite. That is probably that's creepy. It is creepy as shit. It is probably one. It—it it is a very good. It is unnecessary. It is unnecessary. It is. It's, Plays a I mean, but at the boy. same time, I feel like it is kind of necessary because it also gives some insight as to how fucked, fucked up, up and Shin- weird Shinji is. I mean, all those characters are fucked. But up. at the same time, like it's such an iconic scene because it's him. All of a sudden, oh, there's a boob. Oh man, titty on screen, and then it just. Dips and shows more of the room, and then all of a sudden there's semen in his hand. I'm so fucked up. Honestly, <laughs> that is probably yeah. the, my favorite etchy fan service scene. One, it's not fan service though. It's just you like get to fucked see, up scene. You get to see a fucking titty. You see a titty. A 13 year old. You get to see Asuka's titty, which Asuka's the best girl, hands down. You can't argue that. I know that's your waifu. 
mean. Yeah. But, like, seriously, you get to see some Asuka titty, and then fucking Shinji <laughs> does what everybody else would have done, and be like, bam, let me rub one out. Not really, that's Komato- gross. Does, that's that mean, does that mean you, if I remember comatose in a fucking <laughs> hospital? Oh, my God, I don't even want to think about it. It's disgusting. Oh, uh, Jesus. Don't ever do that. <laughs> I'm so fucked up. Oh, that took a bad turn. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, All right, so I have another question from uh, from Charity slash James. What is, talk about your favorite Monster Girls. So this isn't really something that Lauren can discuss because Lauren doesn't like to delve into the, the realm of Well, creepy. it's not that I don't like to. It's just I don't. Lauren I don't, don't have a monster Lauren waifu. Lauren don't get down on that monster, monster like, girl hentai shit. I, well, why does it have to be hentai I mean, mo- if you're talking about like monster musume stuff, that's pretty, pretty much hentai. Same with prison school. Prison school is not, there is no penetration in prison school. I don't school. know. I haven't watched the new dragon, like the little dragon girls. Those are cute. Oh, the dragon maid, Kobayashi's dragon maid thing? They're cute. I mean, that's on our. That's actually on our agenda. We've been Kevin watching loves that. that. Kevin one. likes the show. I've, from what I've seen, it a lot of our adorable. friends like that show. I'm too. trying to think of like any any monster, like monster esque, like half creature. You could say like Ryoko. Ryoko could be considered like a monster girl, She's right? She's not a monster girl. She can transform into a fucking thing. I know, but that's not. That's, that's not... technically a monster girl. Uh... That's t- like you could I say guess, Merle from from Escafone is a monster I, girl. I guess, She's a cat well, girl. Well, I mean, then it's not monsters. It's it's just like, or like anamorphic, um, whatever. You could say furry like people. Yuna, <laughs> Beast you, people. Yuna and Riku could be monster girls because you know the berserker outfits, you know, super hot. Or like, um, shut up. Or like Felicia from uh, uh, Felicia, Darkstalkers. Yeah, everyone fucking loves Felicia. Or um, or um, oh, what's her name? Lilith and fucking oh fuck oh what's I her like name? I like Lilith. I was actually. Well, this could be considered a monster girl. She's like a bat. I, I She's never, like a succubus. I never finished that cosplay. <laughs> um, if I was to talk about my favorite monster girl, uh, that's kind of, really kind of hard. I, I really don't know. Probably the spider from Monster Movies. I can't remember her name. Oh, uh, the one with the huge boobs. The the spider lady. Yeah, there that one She's cosplay. Pretty, uh, she got some big ass boobies. That one cosplayer. Did that outfit? Yeah, did the it was whole insane, thing. Insane, but crazy. she couldn't move anywhere. Yeah, so I, I guess that's my answer. I don't really know what Lauren can answer. I, otherwise, I would say Ryoko from Tenchi Muyo because Ryoko's a babe. Yeah, super. I want to cosplay her someday. I get some titties up in my face, Ryoko. Stop. Was <laughs> God. Um, and then following along, we have Matt, our good friend Matt Medford. I think we actually answered this are, on our Twitter feed. Our waifus. We answered it in the Twitter feed, but we, we can answer it on the podcast. Was it for Women's Day? I think it was I don't for know. Women's Day or something. Lauren, Lauren is my waifu. <laughs> wah, wah. Shut up. <laughs> God. Um, I know Lauren's waifu is... Asuka. Is Asuka. We own way too many figures of her for it not to be I, I that's guess. also that's also just because i like unit two <laughs> i mean unit two is fucking badass i love unit one because unit one is terrifying um yeah. matt can also attest to loving unit one because i know it's on his body yeah um but well me, someday my waifu, i'll have unit two on my body so my waifu i mean it, i guess it depends on series if i think of waifu it, it immediately depend. it's probably gonna be like tadakoro from food wars who is oh. adorable or like hana from prison school because Hannah Ew. is best girl. Ew. She's fucked up. She likes. She wants to pee on Kiyoshi. Fucking not, not people. It's just Kiyoshi. Okay, it's just him. I don't care. It's only Next. him. <laughs> oh, you like Casca too. Casca would be. My okay, yeah. I like I strong. I like strong. Well, strong like ladies. Ladies and Sundere ladies. Yeah, it fits your. Sundere. It fits your little personality, huh? Yeah. Uh, I would say, actually, honestly, Casca is probably my waifu. She's fucking if, cool. If if I think of like my favorite up. my favorite female character of like any series, Ghost in the Sh- uh, uh, Major is also I, one of mine. Even over Major, Casca Casca's like she's such a badass, and then she's such not a badass afterwards, and it bums it's me out. It's not her fault. It's not her fault, but like she gets fucked real bad. Not fucked in a good way either. It's just <laughs> fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's upsetting. Uh, and then we have our last question for the week is uh. Facebook friend Paula Watt from uh, Facebook. How do you think Naruto used the shadow clones in the bedroom? Oh, Jesus. Yes. I, this question, top tier. I love this question. I'm really glad that this wasn't what's asked. Because 
Here's the thing. Overstimulation. Overstimulation. Okay, here's the thing. Naruto can make as many clones as he wants, but this all comes down to how willing is Hinata to do, some, Hinata. to do some freaky shit because she loves Naruto and she know you know she'd be like, Anything you she, want to do, honey. She's reserved, Anything. but no, but you know what? Reserved people she, are sometimes freaking the sheets. I mean, she's fucking. <laughs> He's making faces. I'm, me. I'm like nodding <laughs> and making faces at Lauren, but like, you know, you know, Hinata was a freak. You know, she could use her her little tripoms to do some magic. You know, Naruto oh probably God. had like four of his four of his boys. Is it okay? Is it is it weird if it's yourself? And multiple copies of yourself. Like, this makes me think of, like, Watchmen. Where, like, oh. where Dr. Manhattan pulled that move on Silk Spectre. And Silk Spectre's like, no, man, this yeah. is weird. I don't know how I feel about this. But Hanada's just like, yeah, let me work my palms. <laughs> and Naruto's just like, yeah, let me split my fucking chakra up. What's up? Trying to get it, down. I don't, uh... Trying to crank out, like, four dudes at once, like right? like a fucked up gangbang with yourself. Okay, here's the thing, or... though. I'm thinking about now, and I'm sure that a hentai for this exists. I don't want to look Nar- it up. Naruto, Naruto's been around long enough where I'm like, this. The, I could rule 34 this shit. I could look it up right... I'm gonna, okay. Excuse me. I'm going to... Please do not. I'm going to look it up right now. That's forever going to be like in your history uh, now. I don't give a shit, whatever. <laughs> um, rule 34, clone jutsu. There's a shit ton of sexy no jutsu Naruto. shit. So. Of course there is. Uh, Naruto. I wonder if he pulled that out. What if he pulled like... Oh, what if Hinata wanted to be down for some for some girl on girl action? What does that consider then? Because it's know, like he's a dude funny. but a girl. There's sex energy. Oh, oh, oh. Don't look at. Just go to oh. the fucking oh, wait, images. Oh, wait, images. Yeah. Don't. Thanks, try Google. Try to click on links. Thanks, Ew. Google, for making. Whoa. Is there anything in here? No, this is all just fucking like stuff from the manga. Okay, well, that's probably lame. something out there. I'm gonna I'm gonna find some and I'm gonna post it on Twitter. No, you are not. Probably not. <laughs> but yeah, that that's. That's the episode. Uh, next week, we'll be back with coverage on Food Wars, Woo! which is one of my favorite recent series. Uh, Did we finish this Also cosplay season? from it. No, we didn't, I don't think. We need to do that. I mean, yeah, we probably should. Uh, we're going to be covering episodes one through oh, five. Oh, like... fan service and fucking that would be a good thing to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll do that uh, We also episode. might have a special guest next week, but uh, I think Kevin might be skewing that, so that'll be a surprise. Uh, Kevin will also be back with us next week. Please don't forget to send in your listener questions to shonentrashcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at Shonen Trashcast. Uh, I'm your sweet, sweet Prince of Finalia, Vincent Perez. It. Oh, I switched it. Oh, no. No, I'm the sexiest little cat girl, Vincent Perez. <laughs> sweet, sweet Prince of Finalia, Lord Russell. See you next week, guys. Thanks for joining us. Bye.